0: Praise God. Thank you for being with us on today. We give God all the glory and the praise. Thank you for those of us who those of you who are joining us in the building on today. Thank you for coming out. We pray that you have had a blessed week, a blessed weekend, and that God has met you in the praise and the worship so far. We just appreciate you once again for uh, joining us. And we're going to do like we did on last Sunday. We want to, uh, for you to be able to have the opportunity to give. And so at this moment, we are going to uh, uh, do our giving. We are going to uh, sow our seeds, pay our tithes or uh, return our tithes um, to sow our seeds. And um, Miss Esther, I believe my envelope is over there either in my purse or either on the uh, counter over there. Praise God. I want to give you that opportunity. If you're watching us at home, uh, you can text O-A-W-C-V-A to 77977 and uh, sow that seed on today. You can return your tithe if you're at home and you're a tither to Open Altar Worship Center. Um, you can help us to build the kingdom of God by sowing your tangible gifts by giving your tangible gifts praise god maybe it's a 25 dollar offering, maybe it's a 10 dollar offering so that on today you can also give via cash app and it is open altar open altar you can give via cash app on today just want to take this opportunity to allow you to be a blessing to what's going on here at Open to Worship Center and while you're getting um, those gifts together, I want to let you know of some moments of, of worship and ministry that we are going to be partaking in or that we're going to be doing on this week. Of course, we always uh, look and we're looking for volunteers. So if you're a singer and you would like to volunteer and come out and, and sing with praise and worship, or you work in the media ministry and you're saying, Pastor Wendy, I, I have a gift and I'm just at home, sitting at home, but I would like to help to build the kingdom of God and be a part of what's going on over at Open Altar Worship Center. Please work, reach out to us um, in, in the chat box or either through instant messenger um as always we ask that you would share and like our videos come on just hit the share button right now just put a comment in the in the comment box and let us know that you're watching us and saying uh hey I'm with you Pastor Wendy um but on this week we are going to be doing our food pantry on this Saturday this Saturday from 10 30 to 12 30 we are going to be doing our food pantry um it, it, it's, it's what we're going to be doing is we're going to be handing out uh, 1,100 pounds of food. 1,100 pounds, and you, it may not look like a, sound like a lot, but it's a lot. Um, We are going to be boxing them up. We're going to be uh, handing them out. There's no criteria. There's no application. Just swing by 4992 Euclid Road and come and pick up a box. If you're not able to come out, send us a a, a message. Send us a chat and say, I'm not able to come out. I I don't have transportation. We will bring the the box to you that's going to be filled with with a meal that's going to be filled with food to help because during this day and time people losing jobs um various things going on um there is is uh people suffer from food insecurity um, food insecurity or you maybe you're saying i just need something to help to stretch what i'm already getting come on out we we, we want to love on you we want to give back to you that's what we're we're all about here at open onto worship center so that is one of the things that we're going to be doing on this week starting from 10:30 to 12:30. um it's a first come first serve basis so when it's all gone it's all gone um, so we just thank you let's just lift up our offerings father we praise you and we thank you for allowing us to be able to give back unto you on today we pray father that you would be pleased with our giving in the name of jesus god we're we're giving at the beginning god because uh uh we're we're not expecting anything in return because you've already done enough for us but what we're doing is we're saying god we trust you with uh the the greatest resource that we Uh, have and that is uh, sometimes it is our, our finances so father we say thank you for the opportunity to be able to sow into this atmosphere and to sow those of you those of those who are watching us online we thank you father hallelujah for the ability and the opportunity to sow into good ground and to build the kingdom of God in Jesus name amen amen praise god praise god hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus praise the lord our god is greater yes he is and I'm going to go ahead on and just say a prayer. Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, Father. I pray that the words that are spoken would not be of me, but would be of you. And that they would water, that they would be planted, God. That they would cause that which has already been planted to grow, Father. I pray that someone who is listening to us and someone who is here within, uh, in the building, God, that they, Father, would be encouraged by your word. And you said that your word would not return unto you void, but it would prosper that which you have sent forth for it to do. So we are believing for an increase on the word that is going to be sown on today in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I am really excited about uh this sermon series, and I'm learning so much. In this sermon series, and, um, and many of you know, those of you who watched us on last week know that we talked about Extreme Makeover. Extreme Makeover, and um, I talked about the show Extreme Makeover and how um, they uh, would go in and, and, and uh, applicants would submit their application, and uh, because they had a, 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 a change in their life circumstances and. Uh, the cast of Extreme Maker would come in and and ex- assess the situation and would literally rebuild the house sometimes from the ground up, make it larger, make it a uh, more useful and make it more effective for what that family was going through during this uh during that time frame. And so that is what we're talking about um when we're talking about extreme makeover. We're talking about being more effective and more beneficial during this time frame. Uh being more useful in this day and time um uh, uh uh, we can we can see that there has been an extreme makeover in how we do things, how we operate, how we move around. I, w- I was talking to my sister and she said that she has a friend that um, that is not even moving around, uh, won't even go to a restaurant. Won't even, uh, do, and I, I don't want to say won't, doesn't even uh, 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 go out the way that they used to go out. They have, uh, uh, the COVID has changed their life. Even though uh, they're fully vaccinated, it has still altered the way that they operate and the way that they do things. Many of us can see in the financial area that it has caused us to uh, 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 take a, a, a step back in how we operate financially. I know with the church, um, people have come and people have, have, have gone and said, pastor Wendy, I don't want to come into a gathering. Um, and I want to be safe because I understand that, that this, uh, pandemic is still real and it's still out there. It has changed the way we do things. Um, and, and on last week I talked about, because there has been a, uh, 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 a pandemic that has come in and, and changed our life dramatically. Can you not say that our life has not been changed dramatically? Our life has been changed dramatically, who we interact with, who we don't interact with. And I said that on last week, we cannot go back to the way it was. And everybody's talking about quote, unquote, a new normal. But I say that it's time for a s- extreme makeover. In the church, as the body of Christ, as the way we think, the way we live, the way we do things, there has to be a a makeover, an extreme makeover. And so that's what we're talking about in this sermon series. We cannot go back to the way that it was. We just can't. We cannot go back to uh, uh, what we did in 2020. No matter how much you try, you cannot reverse the clock back and say, well, I'm going to do it the way. No, 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 no. Because you will be setting yourself up for failure if you try to do it the way that you used to do it. Think of it like this. If um, for me, I know that I am not wearing the same clothes that I wore in 2020. Some things I can fit. Some things I can't fit. Y'all don't judge me. Some things I can fit and to try to force myself into something that I can no longer fit is going to be a disaster. I'm going to be miserable. It's going to be too tight. I'm going to be trying to breathe. I'm going to be trying to say, I got, I cannot wait till I get this all. It is the same way with how it is, what we're dealing with now. We cannot go back to the way that it was because it doesn't fit. The same method, the same uh, process that we used in 2020 before the pandemic hit, even as a church, we cannot go back to that because it doesn't fit. It's just not going to work. And so we need an extreme makeover. So let me, let's, let's, uh, our, our launching scripture, and I talked about this on last week, our, our uh, uh, main scripture is Jeremiah 8 and 4, where I said that um, the potter had the, uh, uh, the clay on the wheel and he formed it and um, he realized that the clay, did not turn out the way that it desired for him to for it to turn out and so um it said that uh he took the lump of clay and he crushed it and it's, he, it he into a lump of clay and again and started over he crushed it he crushed it He said, no, this is not the way I desired for it to be. And I believe that during this time, God is refocusing us. God is causing us to refocus even as a church to say it's not about buildings. It's not about um, um, how big our buildings is or or how great our this is and great that is. I believe that God is focusing us as a people of God, focusing us back to uh, 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 the mission, focusing us back to the way that he desires for it to be because we have got we got caught up in well uh uh, how many people you running a sunday or or what how many bells and whistles that you got going on up in there no god says that's not what the church is all about it's about kingdom building and on last week i talked about our mission is the great commission to go forth into all the nations uh, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then you're teaching them, uh, 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 teaching them everything that I have taught you. So, in other words, when we come together on a Sunday, when we come together for Empowerment Wednesday, and when you watch us, you, we are teaching you how to be disciples how to be disciples we're teaching you what we have learned so that you can go out and teach someone else and so uh the bible says that in, in in uh jeremiah it said that it didn't turn out the way that he desired for you so he crushed it he crushed it and began again he started all over again but let's turn to nehemiah nehemiah uh the first chapter Nehemiah 1, and I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 4, and it says, these are the memoirs of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, in late autumn, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year of King Exodus' reign. I was at the fortress of Susa, and I'm reading from the New Living Translations. It says, Hanani One of my brothers came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. Verse 3, it says, they said to me, listen to what was going on at the time. It says, Nehemiah's brother said to him, things are not going well. Can you say in your life that some things may not be going well? I'm going to raise my hand. Some things are, and and it's not a matter of, well, by faith they are. No, it is what it is. Things are not going well for those who return to the province, province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. And look at Nehemiah's response. Nehemiah in verse four, it says, When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to God. So let me let me kind of uh put our text into context. Um the book of Ezra and, and Nehemiah, they're they're books that go together and, and what it is is that um the the children of israel have ne- they were in captivity and now they were going back to to coming out of captivity and um they were uh they were living among ruins What happened is is that uh, the temple had been built over in the book of Ezra. The temple had been built. And now over in Nehemiah, even though the temple had been built, the walls that protected the city, the walls that protected the people had not been rebuilt. They were still living in the same situation. Now, think about this. This was about 150 years that they had been living in the ruins of the wall. Pastor Robert, can you or, or can someone show me uh, the uh, picture of what the ruins may look like? I need you to get a picture of what the ruins may have looked like. Burned down, a uh, uh, fire. You think about how over on the west coast there was um there there was the 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 fires and. You can't even recognize what was there. The ruins. Those of you who are seeing us on on, uh, live stream, we should have a a picture up there for you. Living in the ruins. Imagine this. This This is what the children of Israel was looking like. And in one picture I have back in the World War. Would you go back and try to live in that and remain in that? Would you try to live in a house and and um, the buildings are crumbled and you're, you're going about your daily business? Could you live in that from day to day? No, you would look at it and say that it needs to be rebuilt. You would say that it needs an extreme over. Some of the things you can't even recognize in the picture that has the burn. All you can see is just nothing but charred. And so... Uh, when we when we look at where God wants us to, you're trying to return back to something that is in, in crumbles. It, it cannot be put back together. So the children of Israel were living in something that looks like this. Psalms 79, 1 and 4. Psalms 79, 1 and 4. And I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Psalm 79 through 4. This gives you a picture of what's happening. Now, the children of Israel were supposed to have been like, uh, were not supposed to have been light. They were the, the people of God. They were the chosen people of God. They were supposed to be the light of the world. They were supposed to have been the ones that set the example. They were supposed to have been the ones to show, this is what my God can do. But yet they're living in the ruins. So just to give you an example of what was going on, listen to this in Psalm 79 and 1. It says, um, oh, God, pagan nations have conquered your land, your special possession. We are God's special possession." No trial, no circumstance should be overtaking us. We are the ones that that should be telling the devil, no. We are the ones that should be telling the world, look, my God is a God that provides. My God is a God that saves. Uh, My God is a God that shall supply all of your needs. And it says, they have defiled your holy temple and made Jerusalem a heap of ruins. Listen to this, verse uh, 2. It says, they have left the bodies of your servant as food for the birds of heaven. The flesh of your godly ones have become food for the wild animals. Food for the wild animals. And then it says in verse 3, it says, blood has flowed like water all around Jerusalem. No one is left to bury the dead. And then look at verse 4. We are mocked by our neighbors, an object of scorn and derision to those around us. So in other words. They were supposed to have been God's prized possession. They were supposed to have been God's uh, uh, example. But yet. They're getting mocked. And the enemy wants to mock us. He, he wants to make us look run down. He wants to make us look like. Oh you know we're, 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 we're nobody. We're ineffective. We're ineffective. So that he can mock us and say, I, want, I know it won't nothing about about the God that you serve. I know that the God that you serve, don't even, you might as well just go ahead on and do your thing. You might as well go ahead and just live the world. Because the God that you serve is not a God that you, that can take care of you. I serve notice on you today. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you have experienced. God is not a God that fails. God is not a God, hallelujah, even though it's not going the way that you want it to go, I say to you, hang in there, stay connected to God because God is getting ready to do an extreme makeover. God is getting ready to, not you, but God is getting ready to be an extreme maker. We talked about on on, on our last of how we're adopted. And I was talking to someone on this week. And any time I feel like that, God, what in the world are you doing? I and, and I want to take matters into my own hand. I tell God, God, I am your daughter. I am your responsibility. What you going to do about it, daddy? What you going to do about it? Remember I talked about going to sleep? It's like there are times that we have to learn to say, "Look, God, this is your" I'm your responsibility. I am uh, uh, I'm not going to get caught up in this. I am going to give it to you. I'm not going to allow the enemy to walk around make me walk around with my head hung down low. I'm not going to let the enemy make me walk around in a oh woe is me mentality, but I'm going to give God praise in the midst of my circumstances because I am God's responsibility. Ah, glory. Glory. We have to force ourselves to muster. Sometimes we got to force ourselves to go there. We cannot allow the enemy to run with our thoughts. We cannot allow the enemy to run with our emotions and take control. And we hand it to him. And today, if I can tell you anything, the people of God, the children of Israel, they needed to step out of the ruins. But listen to this. They were living among the ruins 150 years. Seemed like at some particular point, the light would have came on and said, wait a minute. I keep smelling smoke. At first... They were probably smelling smoke. At first, they were probably saying, man, I need to do something about this. But what happened was they stayed among it long enough. They kept looking at it long enough. They kept smelling it long until it became normal to them. And, and, and me and Pastor Robert were talking, and we talked about, and I said, uh, Pastor Robert said gradualism. And it's a policy of gradual reform rather than sudden reform or revolution. So in other words, at first, uh, uh, instead of them going and saying, I've got to do something about this, they they felt like gradually it'll change. Gradually, I'm going to change this. And after a while, became to where they had no strength. They had no energy left to do what needed to be done. And so therefore, because they lost their energy and every time you turn around because the walls were destroyed and they chose to live among the ruins, the enemy kept coming in, kept coming in, kept beating them up, kept kept attacking them. And and, and it it wore their strength down to where they became acclimated to the situation that was around them. They became acclimated. Uh, I I think of... um, my my sister said that she had a um uh her dog. She has a little uh Yorkie. And they my brother decided during the winter time that he wanted to cut all the Yorkie's hair off. You just don't do that in the winter time. And so the Yorkie was freezing. And so we were there and my my uh uh, uh sister uh my nephew's uh fiance went and made a little coat for him out of a a sweater or something. I don't know what she did, but it was very, very creative. And she put the coat on him and he wore it. And so my sister said, she looked up one day and the coat that he had, she said she had to cut it off of him because around his legs, the coat had began to cut into his skin to where the blood was oozing out of that little rim what happened was at first it may have hurt the dog at first it may have been comfortable but then it started cutting into him and causing him to bleed and she had to cut it off there are some things at first it feels comfortable at first it feels good but then we began to grow then we began to move into another direction and God says I need to cut some things away from you I need to cut some things off of you. I need to scale some things down because that which felt comfortable, that which felt good is no good for you because it's causing you to lose your limb. It's causing you to have a lack of function in this area. It's causing you to lose a sensitivity in this area. And God says, there are some things that I need to cut away from you. My God. Mm, My God. Some people I got to cut away from you. They felt good in the beginning. But right now, this journey, this extreme makeover that I'm getting ready to take you into, this extreme makeover, this new home, I got to get your mind right. I got to get the right people connected with you. I got to get your emotions right. I got to get you in the right posture, in the right position, because so that you can be able to walk into the newness that God has for you. My God. I say step out of the ruins. Step out of the ruins. Don't allow yourself to be acclimated to the wrong thing. Adjust. I think of a plant. you, Or even myself. Uh, uh, at home. I love having the windows open. I love fresh air. But one day, I went into a room that I had the windows open. And I looked and I was like, my goodness, there's a lot of dust in here. My goodness. And I I went and got my little Swiffer and I said, oh, my God, I got so distracted because I was getting so much pollen. And I said, now, I'm not this nasty. I'm not this dirty. I don't keep a dirty home. But guess what? I had had the window open and I became acclimated to seeing the dust. And it wasn't until I I, I cleaned the desk, the the, the desk and the dresser and all of that. I like, man, that thing got a shine to it. I had become acclimated to the dullness. But once I got it cleaned, I was like, no, this ain't the way it's supposed to be. So now every other day I got my little Swiffer. I'm going around and cleaning, making sure, no, dust, you ain't going to build up on here. I'm going to keep my windows open too, but you ain't going to build up on me. Sometimes we can become acclimated to situations and things and people and understand that Nehemiah In the book of Nehemiah, the walls were torn down and I look at it like this, the the children of Israel had gotten discouraged, had gotten frustrated, 150 years of frustration. A hundred and fifty years of frustration, and I'm reminded of the scripture of Luke 9, uh, 62 that says anyone that puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So in other words, don't put your hand to the plow and keep looking back at what was and saying, well, I can make this better this was going to be okay. This was go- no. God removed you. God, He is a forward-thinking God. He is a God that is creative, and because He is a creative God, He does not want you to keep looking back at what was. And so, over time, we allow for things. We 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 put up with it for a little bit, and I'm getting ready to close. We put up with it for just a little bit. Bit. And we, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I can handle that. When I want to stop, I can stop. You know, but, so we may do it. And at first, y'all ever been there, and I know I'm not the only one. At first, you feel convicted. Instead of saying, no, that conviction is Holy Spirit saying, no, you don't need to do that. Even with your time. You say, oh, I don't need to do that. I don't need to make that decision. I don't need to, to, to say that. But then you override that feeling. You override the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you and saying, no, don't go that way. Don't do that. But you override, you hit the override button and you let it in. And then he comes back again. And you feel a little bit more less remorse. A little bit less uh, that this is not wrong. And after a while you find that you have become desensitized to that which Holy Spirit is telling you not to do. And so in this extreme makeover, God is saying step out of the ruins. Whatever it is. Whatever it is in your life, Holy Spirit's already been speaking to you. You can't go back. Step out of the ruins. You've been there long enough. Don't get settled. Don't allow for things to creep in. And as the music is playing softly, I just want to read to you this last verse. Extreme makeover. Allow God to do an extreme makeover on you. Nehemiah, his response to the news. He didn't say, well, that's their life. Let me tell you a little bit about Nehemiah. Nehemiah was living the dream. He was. He was the king's cupbearer. He didn't have to be concerned about his family that was living among the ruins. He wasn't just concerned about him and say, well, look, I got mine, you go get yours. (laughs) But Nehemiah's response, and I love it because this needs to be our response, whether it be Ourselves that are dealing with something or whether it be somebody else that's dealing with somebody, something that that we know about. I say step out of the ruins. And verse four says that. When I heard this, Nehemiah says, when I heard this. He said, I sat down and wept. I cried, because my family has gotten accustomed to the ruins. Don't get accustomed to the ruins. Don't get accustomed. And then it says, in fact, for four for four days, for days, I mourned, fasted. And prayed to God of heaven. Don't ever lose your compassion. Don't throw in the towel. (laughs) Nehemiah, he mourned. And he didn't do like his family did. Throw in the towel i want you to leave here today understand don't throw in the towel don't lose hope don't compromise the truth don't compromise in any area of your life i already said don't throw in the towel what God is saying during this time for us as the children of God. We got to get to work. We have to get to work. There's The ruins are not going to be moved out or changed until we get to work. And if you remember on last week. I said that in Extreme Makeover, the family had to submit an application and tell the cast of Extreme Makeover what their problem was. And I say to you today, my God, ah, admit, God, I got a situation. Admit, God, admit to our daddy that I cannot live among the ruins anymore. This is the situation. I'm not going to throw in the towel but I'm laying it all down at your feet. I'm giving it to you father. I'm admitting that I haven't done everything right. I haven't made every right decision. And some of the things that I'm dealing with right now is because of my own choices. But I make a choice today that I'm going to step out of the ruins. I'm going to step out of the, that old way of thinking. I'm going to step out, God, on faith. And commit this thing to you. I'm gonna admit and commit. I'm gonna admit and commit. Can you say that? Admit, commit. I'm gonna admit it and I'm gonna commit it. Admit and commit. The Bible says that when we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us. Now all sins. We're not talking about like that. God, I've been staying among the ruins long enough. I'm admitting that I've been here. And I admit this to you, but I'm going to be like Nehemiah. I'm going to get in your face. I'm going to stay connected to you so you can make this extreme makeover in me. So that you can make this extreme makeover in my life. Anybody need an extreme makeover on today? I'm raising my hand every day, committing, I'm admitting, admitting, I'm admitting God I can't do this by myself and I'm committing this situation to you, I'm admitting God that I need you on today and I commit my life to you, I'm admitting God that you are greater than any problem or any situation, so I'm committing it to you on today. So, God, we praise you and we thank you on today for the extreme makeover doing in us. We're saying on today, Father, that we're not going to live among the ruins because there is greatness inside of us. You don't want us, your children of God, to be a mockery to those who we're trying to talk to, to those who we're trying to win over. You don't want us, Father, to where we're not even able to talk to somebody and tell them about your goodness because they don't see no goodness in our life. They don't see no love in our life. So, and we say, moving us. To so that we can on a hill for all to see to see your glory to see your promises being revealed in us being a kingdom living like children that are king's kids because we are king's kids and walking in the kingdom blessing that you have caused us to walk in. So we praise you and we thank you, Father, and we surrender to you. Anybody up under the sound of my voice that needs to recommit their life to Christ, say, Father, I give you my life again. I recommit my life to you again. I make a conscious conscious decision to live for you. I surrender my life, Father. Live through me, forgive me of all of my sins. And I surrender to you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's give God a hand, clap of praise. We thank you for watching us once again. Hallelujah, come on, let's go out of this place praising God. Hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, hallelujah, let's give God some praise let's give god some praise on today come on come on come on give god some praise on today hallelujah hallelujah don't get tired come on let's fill the atmosphere with ah. let's fill the atmosphere with praise glory hallelujah glory hallelujah 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 thank you god thank you father in jesus name pastor robert come on hallelujah thank you for being with us on today hallelujah